Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chomping After Dark, the podcast where we spoil your favorite games and the occasional movie. We are assembled today to finally hit part two of our Cyberpunk 2077 shows. That's right. The first episode we did the main story and this week we are going to do the side missions. There are a surplus of them in this game and this is actually... The more exciting of the two podcasts, in my opinion. So I'm really excited to delve into this. Um, unfortunately, today, before we get into any intros or anything, the Rev will not be able to join us. He uh, could not tear himself away from the game. That's right. He literally transported himself into the, the cyberpunk world. He's in Night City right now, and no one knows where he's at. So uh, Godspeed. He's fucking River. That's what he's doing. And, That's what I'd be doing. You know? Who wouldn't be inside of Rivers? He's floating his But anyways, uh, We're before about we get Cuomo, into some right? intro... Uh, yes, yes. The, uh, what is he, Grammy Award winning? Yeah. Emmy he Award winning? Whatever he, whatever he won. Grammys? Emmys? Razzies? Uh, but before we launch into the intros, I want to make a few quick announcements. If this is your first time listening to the show, and My you're loving it, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want more from us... Head over to SwordChomp.com where we have more podcasts. That's right. So exciting. Reviews of the newest titles. Uh, Rich just got up Hitman 3 and Cyber Shadow. And we will be having some more going up this weekend. That's right. A merch store and plenty, plenty more at the site. So lastly, if you want to support us so we can continue to make some awesome content, please swing over to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp where you will find a plethora of tiers to get additional and exclusive content. Okay, now let's get into some introductions. Let's talk to the people who are going to be joining me today for all the cyberpunk goodness. First, we have the guy who tried to attach a mantis arm to his genitals, but it unfortunately did not work. We have Mr. Rich Meister. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. And, you know, that's not really fair to say. It didn't work the way I intended, hmm. but it worked. Hmm. I thought you said it was non-functional. It didn't function in the way I intended, but it functioned. Okay. Okay. I'm wanted okay. for murder. Well, I misunderstood Intention you. I apologize. Um, that's possession. That's true. Whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, thank you for joining me, Mr. Mantis Penis Rich Meister. Uh, next, we have, <laughs> next, we have the man who we found trying to fuck the window models from each, uh, you know, you know those establishments that I'm referring to. He's trying to fuck the window models. Come to find out they were just painted onto the window. They weren't the actual models themselves. We have Morgan Barnes here. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, look, you haven't lived until you've whacked off to the mannequin in a store um, while you're in the store. 
discreetly, of course. Good Sir, drill. Please leave that. this target. I mean, nothing feels truly alive like like knowing you're rubbing one out to the uh, blouse mannequin in J.C. Penny. The headless thing that really does it for you, right? Uh, come yeah. on, Rich. I told you that in confidence. Well, that's your mistake. You know, I get I get it, Morgan. Sometimes they their bust looks bustier than usual, and uh, Sp- speaking speaking of you know bustier than usual. I'm, I, 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 with with the exception of Rich, are you saying the police are going to come in and knock on with his the door? With the exception of Rich, I think <laughs> we've been trying I think to fuck we all lived through the uh, the the uh, the transition from just the mannequins being there to uh, to them having tits, like actual nipples under those sweaters. Mm. That was keep talking, John. Heady heady times we be, lived through. How weird would it be? How weird would it be if mannequins were so realistic in that way Oof. that, like, you walk by a mannequin and they look incredibly lifelike to the point to where, like, just slowly the an- anatomy is almost perfect? Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That would be terrible. And speaking of uh, that voice, thank you for being here, by the way, uh, Mr. Uh, window Model Morgan Barnes. Uh, I am joined by a man who I've heard um, through the grapevine fetishizes cleaning his guns. And uh, he just stares at him a little bit too longingly like, oh, yeah, that's the face I like. As he's staring at his own reflection in the side of his firearm, we have Mr. Joshua Fowler here. How you doing? Huh? Sorry, there, sorry, there was a reflection. I was, oh. <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering. What are we talking about? You know, I've... Oh, we're talking about narcissism, okay. Rich. We're talking... Namaste. Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. Namaste. That's what we're talking about. Oh. Namaste. Namaste right there, you sexy man, and look at me while I'm looking at you in that gun. True. That almost worked. That pun. Look at me in the worked. eyes. Don't think about Look it. Look me too in hard. the eyes. Question: have, have you guys ever been so? No. Yes. This is to the group. Have you guys ever been so horny that you pulled out one of those like shopping magazines because you didn't have a porn available when you were younger and you rubbed it out to the uh, the models in there? You don't immediately throw away that uh, crap when it. Gets yeah, I just to didn't you? have that stuff around my house. Not when you're. Th- when you're young. Josh, not when you're 13, 14 years old and you get home before your stepmother and she's gotten a Victoria's Secret catalog and you're like, well, yes, she yeah. won't be home for another hour. Shay knows what I'm talking about. And then you got to clean that page off. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Rich. I mean, come on. That's why why is this page missing? It? No. I never have to worry about that. I have kind of a slow drip faucet. It doesn't shoot anywhere. You should see a doctor. Check it. Whoa. <laughs> That's what my wife says. You should. Uh, and I, uh, well, thank you very much, Mr. Gun Enthusiast Joshua Fowler, for being here. And I am your, your almost host, uh, a man who spent far too long trying to woo Pan Am, uh, Shay Layton. And today 
let's get just right into it. Today's going to be a little bit more freeform, like the other Cyberpunk episode, where I don't really, I don't really have a script written. We just want to talk about our favorite side missions in the game, and I want to start out this conversation by talking about probably my favorite side mission that I found in the game, and it was one that I messaged the group about, and at that point, nobody had experienced. I still don't know if you guys have experienced it. But anyways, um, I was walking in in the city, and I found an exclamation point, and so I started You're walking like, What's towards this that, about? and I ended up in this back alley. Just random exclamation yeah, points? exactly, as here one does when they see a floating exclamation point in the sky. Question mark? Yeah. And I walk in there, and I see a dead body, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get jumped. And there's an open suitcase in there, right next to him, in that alleyway, and there's a weird-ass-looking gun. So, of course, as one does when you're lower level, you pick up every firearm that you find in the game. So I pick the gun up, and I start holding the gun, and you look on the side of the gun, and it says Skippy. It's written in letters. It's a peanut butter gun. And all of a sudden, as I'm holding the gun, exactly, it shoots peanut butter balls. But as I am holding the gun, a holographic bullet, a holographic cartoon bullet, appears right above the gun. And he's this ultra chippy character and he's like hey we gonna go kill some bad guys today and i was like what the fuck is this i was so (laughs) excited about it and it turns out it's this super powerful gun that has um basically has homing bullets and it it's a really good mid mid mid-tier game gun um that i ended up finding and i i rolled around with it for quite a long time and apparently um, if you kill 50 enemies with this gun, it will remember its original owner. And then at that point, you can decide whether to give the gun back to the original owner or you keep the gun. But uh, I really liked that mission. I don't know if you guys had come across that mission because the whole time as you're killing people, you can see the holographic bullet character Skippy above the gun. And he's just commenting. He's like, oh, this is real fun. Like saying shit like that as you're killing people. <laughs> Here I game. go. Kill it was- again. Yeah, it's, it was shit like that that, like, the game is kind of a darker feel of a game, and it's kind of, it's laden with serious undertones of, uh, well, V's gonna die, and Johnny Silverhand is taking over, but then you had this really zany character, and it just, it stood out in a world of grime and crime, and, um, it was a really fun mission. I like how you uh, Did you guys end up coming across crime. that? That was nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, did you guys come across that mission no, by chance? I never did. Nope. It's a shame. I meant to, I really wanted to seek it out cause it looked great, but, um, yeah, that's one of the ones I'll save for when they do the PS5 upgrade. Cause it sounds awesome. It sounds great. Um, yeah, yeah. That game has like a wildly sort of like, there's this dark undertone, but it's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, the spirit of that game. It's at its best when it's waver- having fun. Yeah, it wavers between kind of like immature, almost sophomoric, and just wild, rebellious. It's it's very unique in that way. Um, I think that's why I like that so much is because the game clearly never takes itself too seriously. I mean, it has those moments, but it also realizes like it's a little bit corny at times. And I think that was kind of the culmination of like not taking itself seriously essentially which is why i like that so much um 
since you guys didn't play that that one, I'll transition to one that you guys probably did play. It was my second favorite mission. Um, there's a point where you have to go by Pacifica, uh, which is a part of Night City. And this is where Johnny Silverhand, um, you actually run into some of his side mission content there. But one of the cool things that you run into there is that you see this massive roller coaster. And it's not functioning. So if you head over there, uh, there are some people from one of the gangs, and they ask you to fix it up. And it doesn't. It takes you maybe like five, ten minutes to fix it up. It's not. It's not a very difficult mission at all. And then they they say they want to ride it, but they're scared it's going to break down. So they ask you um, to go ahead and ride it instead. And you have the choice on whether or not you ride it. And of course, I did. And basically, you just ride a roller coaster, and you and Johnny Silverhand have a conversation and enjoy um, the moment together. And it was a really cool moment. Um, it's something that we kind of talked about in the last Chomping After Dark, where you have these moments with Johnny Silverhand that are really poignant and are just very, very subtle at building those two characters and getting them closer together, you know, as they've been through this journey of what's happening to both of them by having these little moments it makes both of them more likable and it makes their interaction with each other more believable. So this mission was a really cool mission. It was really unexpected. Just repairing a roller coaster and then them having some kind of dialogue together, having a, a moment of just, man, we, we have a really shitty situation right now, but let's en just enjoy the moment. It was really cool. Did you guys come across this mission by chance? I did not. Nope. <laughs> Dude, this is a Jesus. This is amazing, Shay. We're zero for two, but honestly, that gives me hope when I go back to the game that there's a ton of shit that I did not see. Yeah. I put like 50, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I, I had a standout one as long as we're thinking of it, just because it was another one of these ones that's very short but very weird. Um, uh -huh. and it introduced me to a character who I met in another side mission later on, where you're essentially hired for a job i i think it might have been one of like the post delamain jobs where you're, you're picking people up and doing the cab company type thing yeah um i didn't do any of those but they look cool and you end up picturing up this character named ozob who uh -huh. is a man dressed as a clown and one like of it. one of one oh, of his implants yes. is he's had his nose replaced with a live grenade <laughs> um <laughs> and he, he asks you to drive him to a location and you drive and he, he goes pull the car up right here and he goes, alright, I'll be right back and he gets out of the car and he just commits a murder <laughs> and then he runs back, he's like, alright, go, go and you're like freaking out, they're like, can you tell me what the fuck is going on um, <laughs> and it's literally that simple, like you just go your separate ways after that and, the, and um, you end up running into him again he's one of the characters you have to beat in the uh, the street the, the fight club missions is you run into Ozob again I believe he's the final one you actually have to fight. I, I mean, there's no correct? set order to those. Um, he's one of the more difficult ones. He's not the the final uh, final one. Like, the final bout is with a, like, really roided out member of the Animals Gang. Uh, okay, but yeah, he's yeah. one of the tougher ones uh, yep. when it opens up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that mission. It was funny because you're like, why the fuck am I picking up a clown? And then you're joking, like, there there's dialogue about his live grenade nose. I believe V asks him, what do you do when you have to blow your nose? 
as like a joke, you know, like there, there's dialogue stupid, dealing with yeah. that. It's just, yeah, Rich is right. It's really funny. He's like, yeah, just pull the car over for a minute. And he just walks in, just murders people. It was really like murder's not funny, but the way it was handled was really funny. It's just it's another one of those like weird like bits of flavor to the world that like uh, again mm-hmm. it's the sort of thing I yeah. kind of wanted more of in this game. It's just like there's just weird shit happening all over the place. I think I think there is a lot more of that than you might even think there is, Rich, because it sounds like there's a lot of stuff we never either found or like those question marks all over the place. Like I know they're hit and miss, but I th- I found that there was a lot of flavor to those things. But maybe it's because. So- you know, so many of those missions were kind of like, you know, not as exciting for you. Maybe you just didn't seek them all out, which I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like there was a lot in there. Yes. Some of them are kind of buried. I know, like, probably the weirdest mission in the entire game for me was the one where you're basically tasked with um, helping this guy talk to... um a woman about the choices he's made in the past. And he's this super religious guy. And then you get a follow-up mission with this guy. And basically you have to go to this movie set. Oh yes. And I know this one. he's talking about where he's going to crucify oh, himself fuck, on live television. Crazy. Okay. So, and I was like, I was so lost about like, what the fuck is this guy? What, why is this guy Did you doing crucify this? him? And it was just, yeah, like why he wanted to crucify himself, and no, no. it was did you it was crucify interesting. Like him? Basically, <laughs> I'm getting to that. Give me a sec. And basically, what what the mission boils down to is like he has some crew around him that support him, and what he wants to do. And he it gets down to it, and he asks you, "Will you crucify me?" Essentially, will you drive the nails into my hands and feet? And I did, I did, because I was like, I don't care about this guy. <laughs> if this is what he wants, I'll give him what he wants. And um, basically, you hammer the nails into him, and then the crucifix is lifted up, and is and he bleeds out on live television. It's and, very uh, weird. Good for her. I don't know. It 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 was a weird mission in that I didn't under I didn't feel the emotional heft or the the weight of it leading into it because you obviously have what the mission beforehand. And I didn't feel any of the emotional heft afterwards. I was just like, well, that's just the thing I did. And then I just went <laughs> and did whatever I was going to do next. That, I did it the same exact way, Shay. And I think a big part of the reason I felt no emotional heft is the first time I met that guy, you have like a long conversation with him uh, while you're eating. And like, I didn't understand why he respected me because I spent the entire meal telling him that I think he's an idiot. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's silly. Yeah, it's it's it. That mission right. I thought was really, although I didn't really, I didn't feel any sort of emotion toward him either. But I don't think that's necessarily the point. As more of is it just weird and interesting? For example, that that mission starts off. You're just this guy gets in the car and he's like, "I want to kill this person who murdered this, um, my wife or whatever it was." Right? This guy is the target. But, yeah, you're supposed and, to kill him. Yeah, and it just seems like a standard hit hit mission. And then you drive, and you're like, "You gotta follow. Oh, you gotta follow this cop car." And then you know, you get out to like sh- shoot the guy or whatever. And then this cop jumps out and it's like this big standoff and the cops like, don't, don't fucking take another, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And you watch this guy. If you just let it play out, he gets shot. And then suddenly there's this cop there. And then they find out the guy, the cops escorting is this weirdo who wants to take you back to his, 
this house and he tells you this big long story about how he wants to crucify himself. It's, just, it's fucking weird. It's so, and it's got all these layers to it. It's like a long ass side mission too. It's just, it, but, um, yeah, I, I feel like with, with a lot of these smaller side missions, like they had, they had cool aspects to it. And then some of them, like you were saying, really hit the mark and some of them just kind of fall flat. Or at least for me, they did. Like this crucifixion, crucifixion one fell really flat for me. Um, There's another one that fell really flat for me. I kind of alluded to it during the Game of the Year talks. Um, There's this character named Lizzie Wizzy. And she's this character. She's uh, a pop star, essentially. And she's completely chromed out. Like her whole body is made of chrome. And she she basically wants you to help her with something. And then you're kind of helping her out with these various things. And then she calls you and she's like, Hey, I need you to help me get rid of a body. And she's basically killed her boyfriend slash manager. And she wants you to help her dispose of the body. And then when you do help her dispose of the body, she becomes this uber fucking rude person. It's not the word I wanted to use there, but I'm going to use a little bit more discretion there. Where she's just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm the best damn thing that's ever walked on this planet. I make like, and it's, it's, I I think what, I think what was trying to be gone for there was basically this empowerment of women or a woman in this scenario. Because, you, you know, like there are stories about these uh, slimy record executives who take advantage of women. You look at Kesha and what she went through years ago. Like there are clear examples of that, and I feel like this was kind of like a, a nod to some of that. But I don't think there was enough character development there for it to like to feel the true emotional weight of that. It was this character, um, who was scared and she felt, um, powerless. And then she kills her manager slash boyfriend, uh, who's doing some pretty terrible shit to her and some sketchy shit to her. And then after you dispose of the body, she becomes this very rude person like, oh, I'm the best in the world. Thanks uh, for doing that. But you know what? Of course, you were going to do it for me because I'm the best like shit like that. And it's like it's a complete 180 and it didn't feel like enough time was kind of put into the development of that. And I think it would have been, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I think it would have been a lot more impactful and rewarding. Had they spent more time with the character, built that character up a little bit, a little. Yeah. It seemed like they were going to build her up to be that kind of character, like someone like a Pan Am or a Judy or a river who gets a lot of screen time. They only and grinds you get to kind of really day. know about this character. <laughs> right and then it just yeah i feel like there are a lot of characters in this game that they start to really build up who they like to be a cooler character and then it just whether they ran out of time or they just lost interest or whatever the case may be um they don't get enough story built into them but lizzie Wizzy was kind of the embodiment of that for me um i don't know how you guys felt about that Squ- particular squander character potential yeah, like, I remember the mission, yeah. and I think, like, that main setup is, if I remember correctly, like, the thing her boyfriend's last manager is trying to do is 
He's essentially trying to use the same chip technology that's in your head with Johnny Silverhand to create an imprint of Lizzie um, because mm-hmm. he thinks she's like going in a bad direction and wants to be able to preserve her while she's on top or whatever. Um, yeah. Which like in, in the idea of like consciousness existing like that, like that's completely fucked up. Um, but like you said, Jay, like I didn't think anything was necessarily bad. It just a lot of it feels abrupt and it might have been better suited to uh, ha- have been dragged out a little and through subsequent missions. Right. Right. I yeah. didn't um I didn't do her whole quest line, but yeah, what I got from it was that she was by design kind of supposed to be this um obnoxious sort of ca- like on like with a lot of these characters in these sorts of games um you just kind of show up and you help them I guess if you want to, but you know, a lot of them are like brash or annoying or weird and you're just kind of doing it because it's interesting, right? Or it's it's not like you're it's not it, that's how these games are work. It's like if you think about the nature of it, if you really think about it, you're just driving around on a map showing up to question marks. You know what I mean? <laughs> just because oh, there's a question mark on my map. Oh, there's a person. Well, Should I, I have to them? stop Why the riddler. Not? It's just it's silly when you think about it like that, but um that's just kind of the nature of these ridiculous games and and how they are. But yeah, it was she wasn't an endearing character, but I got that they were trying to go for like a obnoxious like egomaniac who is just you know we're like at the end of the day you don't really sympathize with or empathize with our manager but you're kind of like god she's the worst you well know? that's the thing like you don't feel that way in the first mission that's only in the second one really really yes. okay i felt i at felt least that's how i felt with one. it you know like yeah, yeah i felt it in the first mission for sure hints of it at least i was like i don't know but she looks cool and she's made of metal so why not i'll help her you know it's grimes um but I'll, I'll help you find are. out. I'll help you kill Elon Musk Grimes. Yeah, they're not going to be really emotional <laughs> things for me. But I mean, I still think they're interesting. But yeah, they're not. Um, they're not really emotional. Sort of other than like the primary characters that you might care for, like a Pan Am or a Judy. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's what they're even going for. Right. But um. But I. But very different than like The Witcher, where you might really care about a lot of those smaller characters that you are coming up against. But I think because the tone of the game is so brash and weird and wild and dildos and murder that it's just it's more it's more like wild fun than emotional i guess sure yeah yeah that's fair do you guys have any like smaller side missions you want to talk about before we kind of get into the meatier side missions um as far as like the smaller ones go there's like one or two of the larger ones i really wanted to touch on but um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna delve into those. I, I, I think I can, yeah. as far as the small ones that were impactful for me, I really I really talked about um, none none of no other ones that really stick out. The it's tough because it's been a little while since we had since I was playing the game, but um, just because we ended up getting delayed on stuff, so some of it's not as fresh in my mind as I wanted it to be. But uh, I considered some of those to be longer missions, but I know what you mean because they were just like question marks on the map that ended up becoming these longer things they're not technically like the long storyline quests in there um right and i think they just had a less of the emotional heft as some of the ones we're about to talk about yeah yeah, yeah. no that's fine i for like i said i enjoyed them for what they were sometimes you'd show up and it was very like sort of simple world building there wasn't a lot going on to the mission but i still kind of enjoyed them it was just sort of like you know i need like 100 free hours to do all these and i just didn't have it 
Right. But sometimes, yeah, they really delivered something crazy and in- interesting is the word I would use. They were they were interesting to me, generally. Um, for sure, for sure. Um, let's jump into some of the bigger ones then. Uh, mm. I'm gonna save the 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 pseudo companions for last. The first one I wanted to talk about is kind of the side content with Johnny Silverhand. Um, I don't know how much of that stuff you guys got into. Um, I think I did most of it. it. Okay. One of the things I really like is you start to go collect some of Johnny's old stuff. And when you do this, sometimes it sets off flashbacks with Johnny. And sometimes it sets off dialogue with Johnny. Um, it has you going to look for, uh, old friends of his, oh, fuck, what's her name? It was just on the tip of my tongue. Rogue? His old friend. What's her uh, name? Uh, what's her face Rogue? from Afterlife? Rogue? Rogue, thank you. Um, has you going off to do some missions with Rogue, uh, in, 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 uh, Johnny's stead. And it it led to some really cool development with Johnny and the main character that I feel like if you just do the main story, it's not as impactful or important. Like the main story is, is good. I mean, all right to good. It it leads you down a certain path. You kind of, you know where it's going to take you up until the end when you get to make the choices, one of the choices that you have. But I I really started to like V and Johnny as a character, both of them, when I started doing a lot of Johnny's side quests. Um it was a it was a really cool moment or there there were some really cool moments and it culminated when you finally Johnny's like I want to go find my body and you're like all right and so you kind of drive out into the outskirts and you find his body is just kind of in a field buried and there's like there's no fanfare there there's no tombstone there's nothing there it's just buried and johnny has this really introspective moment of like i was just kind of left here like my body was just left here and nobody gives a shit where my body was buried not a single person and it leads to this really really cool moment with v where they're just kind of talking about it and how his Johnny's situation is kind of correlating to what V's going through right now. And I really, I really thought that was some of the strongest stuff in the game. And I was kind of confused why that was left as side content and not as main content. It's so like, it's some of the stronger moments of like having those characters actually like talk to each other and develop that relationship because they actually sit down and have the conversation where Johnny's like, what even am I to you? Like, are we even friends? Like, would you even consider me a fucking friend? Well, right. did they yeah. dig enough room in his grave for his massive cock? They did not. Um, also, I, I think based off what you pick in that dialogue choice, like I, I, if I remember correctly, that's the only way to get the like quote unquote true ending. Um, oh, is you have yeah, to pick yeah. certain dialogue options when you're talking to Johnny in that scene. It, it's really weird and arbitrary. I remember reading a few articles about it. Yeah, well, my ending was very true. How dare you yeah. shit on my I never finished Rich. the game. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, Rich. Why would you? Just couldn't really be bothered, to be honest with you. <sighs> You're breaking my heart. Yeah. I, I, one thing, one other minor criticism I have, and this kind of goes along with just the game in general, is 
there's there's a point where you're talking with Rogue and you're starting to do some of the mission stuff, and that actually plays into endgame content, um, whether or not she helps you. You're kind of assembling your crew of people to try and help you take down Arasaka. And there's a point where Rogue wants to go to an old movie theater that um, her and Johnny were supposed to go out on a date at, but never ended up going. Johnny ditched her for some reason. And so Johnny wants to take over your body to go out on this date with her. And you have the choice on whether or not you can do that. I, of course, chose to let Johnny take over so him and Rogue could have the date that they're supposed to have. You basically set up the projector, you get the projector to work, and they're sitting on the car watching it, and then they start to have the sex scene. They start to get into it, and then she's like, you know what, I don't have these feelings for you anymore. Um, their feelings long past, I can't go through with this. And it was such a weird idea, because when you're doing Johnny's side quest stuff, or actually the main game content, you're, um, you are learning that his, the, the woman that you're kind of chasing after his amazing tracker ex-girlfriend was the love of his life. But then you're going on a date with this kind of side chick that he kind of was involved in. And it's, it's kind of nebulous when he had a thing for her, if he had a thing for her at the same time as the tracker lady. And, it was just, it was really confusing and it really felt like it didn't have a place. Like it was cool because I was getting more context to Johnny and mm-hmm. who he was in his younger days. But at the same time, it just felt out of place. I don't know. Rich, did you end up doing that stuff with Rogue? Yeah, I did. I, I did all that stuff. Um, And yeah. Did you feel it was out of place? A little bit. I mean, you sort of start to get, I, I think at that point. Like, maybe Johnny's past the point where he obviously knows, like, Celeste is gone and that's never going to happen. Um, And he obviously had some sort of feelings for Rogue, you know, in his old life. And maybe, like, for him mentally, he's, like, settling, but she's supposed to have this moment of, like, no, her life kept going and she moved on and she doesn't have to fall back into, I guess, being his second choice. But I, I just don't know that it plays very well. Yeah, I... It's... It's not a major criticism. I I still think that the mission is fun, and I I thought it was kind of funny that you have twenty something year old V making out with a seventy something year old cyber enhanced woman. However, I do, however I do old like I at the that, very least because this is the part that was bothering me as it was happening that they give you the dialogue option where she's like, "This isn't fair," and one of the dialogue options is like. What you mean to V? And I'm like, yes. Thank you for somebody bringing it up that you were about to have sex in another man's body. <laughs> right. They, I do like that that they address that. I really do like that they address that. Um, yeah. But just it felt weird because you know obviously he's enamored with Alt, and he want he somehow still kind of want thinks that things will work out with yeah. her. But yeah. But it's interesting. She's but a computer I, lady now. Well, it's not like Johnny is like uh it's not like he's a model citizen, a model human being. He's kind of all over the place. There's also that. There's also that. But you learn like that's the thing, is like I'm excited for you to play it again because when you start playing the side content, you learn a lot more about Johnny. And yeah, he's not the most 
model citizen, but you also learn a lot of why he does what he does. Yeah, yeah they're giving... not saying it justifies it or anything. Yeah, yeah it makes it. Uh, I really like the stuff with Kerry uh, Urodyne, one of his band members. Like you end up breaking into his house and they have this interesting interaction together. I really like that. that getting stuff. the band back together um, quest line is pretty good. Dude, yes, that's what I was just leading up to. Yes, um, it eventually you start doing stuff with him and then. It starts, they start having a conversation where they're like, hey, we should play one more gig. Uh, and you start getting the band back together, and you don't get the full band uh, back together. There's some this internal disputes, so you can never get the full band, and you actually have to choose between one one band member or the other at a very at a point. But I, I loved that scene where basically you have to decide, again, whether Johnny takes over your body, and I let him take over the body and basically he rocks out with the band one last time and i i love that whole sequence of events it was really cool um it was kind of it's kind of like giving johnny some closure into his own life which i thought was awesome um i also thought it was equally funny because of the the game's many glitches that as i'm on stage playing as v rocking out i told you guys this before there were like four or five girls all dressed in a white beanie blue blue uh vibrant pants and a white shirt and they're all throwing the exact same yeah. um maloke or the the devil horns sign all at the same exact time the same exact animation we are called and legion all stuffed mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of the crowd right. tech that's in a... general but when they shove them all into one room it's much more it's easy much to notice more, that yeah. they only load in like a few different <laughs> random variations at a given time yeah yeah it was yeah it was it was fucking hilarious but yeah i love that quest line i would highly recommend for anybody who's like still playing this game or wanting to play it in the future like morgan's wanting to play it when the ps5 update comes out <laughs> definitely get into all of johnny's side quest stuff it's some of the best stuff in the game yeah um oh i will for sure and it really really builds him and v's relationship together um i i found it to be some of the better stuff but um Let's jump into what I think everybody wants to talk about and what everybody wants to hear about are some of the main side characters. Um, we're going to start with probably, uh, probably the, and this isn't a negative thing, but the least favorite out of the three, I think, between the four of us. And that we're going to talk about River Ward first. Sure. I think that's fair to say he's probably the least favorite of the three. Is that fair, that's guys? That's probably fair, but interestingly enough, to his his quest line is one of the more interesting ones. Yeah, of the I never did the fourth. Um, I think his quest line was the most interesting to me, but I definitely, obviously, had uh, feelings for the other two, so I don't know how to split those off for you. Um, yeah. They were all good, though. Yeah, it's, all- it's real... They're all good, yeah, but I think obviously because of the romance stuff that we probably are more interested in Judy or Pan Am. So, well, um, yeah, because Rivers is more be of a, a classic sort of dark detective kind of a thing in this world, whereas the other ones—it's an are episode just... of Cyberpunk Law and Order. Yeah, which is cool. Um, right. Yeah, some of the missions that you get into with him are some of the most fucked up and fun missions, though. Uh, you know, after you first encounter him, he gives you a call and he he wants you to 
help him out with this investigation. Um, and you end up going to this sex invitation only sex club and learn that the person you guys are looking for died in the club from a virus spiked brain dance. And then, um, basically part of the police force was tasked with trying to cover it up. And, um, when you escape and you try and confront the police force, River gets suspended. So, it, like, that stuff started really getting interesting. And then, um, this was, this was the mission that I was messaging Morgan about. The mission after he gets suspended, he finds out that his nephew is missing. And this is, to me, is the most fucked up mission in the entire game. Um, easily. So, he believes that his nephew has been abducted by a man um, named Anthony Harris. And he's been basically stealing younger boys is essentially what's been going on. Um, and so you go to help him and you end up, um, you end up getting led to this, this farm. After you watch some brain dances and, and some fun you cartoons. watch some back information about this guy, um, you end up at this farm that has a ton of uh, mines surrounding it. And you eventually break into it and you've watched some of this from the brain dance footage, but you get in there and this guy, he had a bunch of younger, not super young, but children at the end of the day, like teens and younger children probably around the age of 10 hooked up to these machines and like stealing their life force or their essence. I'm not sure what it exactly was that he was trying to do, but like he was keeping these children in these like comatose vats essentially. And it was like a farm of them. And it was, it was super fucked up and you get like some, you get like this kind of serial killer angle of it. Essentially when you're watching this brain dance, you're learning that his father was a super hard ass abusive father. And this is the justification that led this adult man to start kidnapping children. Um, due to like this, this, this person not being able to mentally mature because of the trauma he dealt with from his father. And it, it was fucked up, but it was also a really cool mission to include in there because it was addressed. I'm not going to say it fully landed the mark here, but it definitely addressed a topic that I found which that was super fascinating, which is the trauma of dealing with um, or the, the, the fallout and the mental health aspect of dealing with trauma, essentially. And of course, a lot of people are going to be like, well, they didn't need to go this fucked up with it to kind of convey that. But at the same time, that's the reality of some of those situations. And it was interesting. I'm glad that they put it as side content. So you could experience that if you did or didn't want to. Um, but man, it was, it was a really fucked up and interesting mission. I, re I remember I was messaging Morgan about it. Um, and I remember when he finally got to it and he's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Um, that mission, man. It it was fucked up, I, and it was really interesting. I also don't, not 100% sure what he was doing to them. Like, I remember it, like, looked creepy, and it seemed disturbing, but I couldn't have told you, like, if you wanted me to explain it to someone exactly what it was happening. It was, like, something they used to, like, 
put nutrients in like pigs or something. And they had all these like people strapped down to where they couldn't move, which was creepy. And they had like, he was like funneling stuff into their, bo- I mean, it was creepy. It was just like, I wasn't hundred percent sure what was going What's on. What's your end like, game, man? <laughs> I got the gist of it. I mean, that's, which is, I guess something, I don't know. Did you, like you were saying, Shay, it was kind of like, what the fuck exactly is happening? Here? I mean, it's, it's been a while se- since I've played that. It's been a, a month and a half. Um, unfortunately, so I don't remember. Um, I was trying to kind of look it up before I started talking about it, but, um, I wasn't sure exactly what he was doing to his victims, essentially. Oh, he was force feeding and injecting them with hormones via equipment and it was designed for the livestock. There we go. I found it. Um, and yeah, but yeah, it was was a weird fucking mission. It was, it was... Un- uncomfortable at times it was also interesting and it, it was trying to convey that the trauma trauma that people end up dealing with when they have to deal with these emotionally terrible things as a child and i think that's a real thing that we need to start looking at as a society much earlier on is the traumas that children deal with and what that produces in the adult versions of themselves um it opened up this interesting dialogue. So I think that while it didn't necessarily land the mark perfectly, it opened the conversation. I, I, I'm I think tired of giving people credit for opening a dialogue when they fucking suck at what they're doing. I don't know. I I feel like we've given them credit for opening a dialogue for the last two decades. And like, maybe don't, maybe if you have nothing to say, fucking don't. Um, that's just it. I think it misses the mark enough that, like, my main walk away from that was like that mission is memorable to me for more of the intrigue, and then like I just didn't care about the payoff because there really wasn't one. <laughs> like, well, well, explain why did it miss the mark for you? Well, can you go into a little more detail there? Because it just establishes like uh, what Shay was saying, I think, of like, yeah, this guy had a traumatic childhood, but then I don't think it gets into enough of like, okay, so what was his end game here? Like, what is the plan? What is he even doing? And all that's kind of glossed over. Like, again, the intrigue and the hook is interesting enough, but then there's like little to no payoff. Well, the payoff is that you rescue everyone. I would say. And he gets well, no, no. What he's talking about is why the Anthony was doing what he was doing. That's what he's talking about. The payoff is like what was his end game, and what I'd say to that is, um, being an expert criminal investigator that I am, um, I know that you know some from from what little research I've done and from what I've read and whatnot, what I've experienced, that some serial offenders, I, I want to say just serial killers, because there are other people. To do those things it isn't about having an end game it's about you know dulling the memories and the pain of dealing with that trauma or it becomes a habit as a way to deal with that um i don't know if there necessarily needed to be an end game with this character i see what you're saying because it is a video game um i didn't really think that there needed to be a neat and clean tie up to that and i think the best that we got was his nephew being rescued nothing super sinister like rape or anything like that happened i'm very thankful that the game didn't go into that level because then we would really be saying that they missed the mark um 
Well, it depends on how you they know. Do in it, this particular I mean. instance, Josh, I. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this particular instance, I do. I still do want to give them credit because I think we'd be having a much different conversation if they were trying to say something. You know, I, I get your point. I get your point. I think in this instance, just saying that they open the dialogue is important because if they were trying to say something, then I'm sure people would be slamming them on both sides of the equation. Like, wh- why are you trying to, you know, say something about mental health and like teach us like we're here to have fun and just play a game? And yeah, fuck those shitbirds. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, you'd have people being like, you didn't take this far enough. You're like, you're, you're, you're downplaying trauma and shit like that. And so it's a very thin line there um, to to try and talk about something like that, mental trauma as a child and how that affects adults. And some people like in this instance, Anthony, this fictitious character who was stealing children to inject them with hormones. Um, it's a fine line to try and talk about something like that without saying too much or too little or trying to direct the conversation for an agenda. So I don't, I don't know if necessarily that they should have said something. Um, maybe they could have said something better. Uh, that I will agree with. Um, to say, though, that for me, that they, we shouldn't congratulate them from at least open the dialogue. I don't know if I can agree with that because I think that's the whole point of playing games with serious undertones like this is to have a dialogue with other people like we are having now. But I get your point, too. Josh, I do get your Josh, point. Josh, I think if you're really um, upset about it, you should open a dialogue with people and discuss it. It already sounds like they don't have anything to say, though, so there'd be a pointless dialogue. Right. No, it's just an open dialogue joke. Mm-hmm. I think um, this yes, is no. just, Josh, I think what you should do here is take this, this exact oh, mission, and when things open up completely, uh, when the... Pan- pandemic is done everybody's been vaccinated when you start going to dinner parties being like yeah so i was playing this video game mission the other day where uh, children were (laughs) hooked into these machines and being pumped full of hormones and i think they were trying to talk about mental health what do you think about that i think that'd be a really good conversation opener at some dinner parties i (laughs) go ahead josh well i'm just saying given that they said nothing about anything whatsoever the premise is the statement at that point since they didn't say anything. And so far the premise sounds an awful lot like every horror story we've been told by turfs for the last 10 years. So the dialogue is pretty fucked up, huh? Yeah. The dialogue is man, look at these strange bad actors pumping our children full of hormones and making them all trans. Um, I feel like I've heard that from some people before and maybe just presenting that as is without saying anything one way or another is saying something. What I like from the way you framed it, there it doesn't seem like what the hell is even supposed to be going on. Like the that's like the only reading. It's never it's never clear. That's the only reading left open to these series of events. Like it's well, but that's, something happened. Killer, you, Josh, you, it's supposed to be a story. So it's. I think it's just supposed to be. A, you want a level of like with serial killers in general. I think there's going to be a level of mystery there creepiness there is he a serial killer though he never killed anybody as far as i know you're like a serial offender is what i think still meant if he's i mean he's not as if he's not a serial killer he's borderline basically you know like those people you can't be borderline you're either a killer or you're not 
Um, he didn't kill a single. Per- well, I mean, he put mines outside of his house. He very well could have killed people that way. Uh, I'm pretty. Sh- he was killing them slowly. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I think that's fair to say he was killing, killing them, them slowly. Yes. Definitely, he was a serial killer. I mean, wait, I, wait, 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 Morgan. Yeah. He did kill some of them. Like you, when you do go find some of the bodies in there, they're already dead. Yeah. He is killing them. Yeah, it is okay, fair to say. So that. it sounds I mean, like there's he, something going on that they just don't explain at all. Then so. They left it vague, but with enough context for you guys describing it here to somehow paint a narrative that they probably didn't even fucking intend. So, well, but if you'd have played it, Josh, you might have been able to find some stuff that we missed. Maybe possibly, but then I'd have to play Cyberpunk to do that. (laughs) 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 For you, Josh. Great news. Uh, (laughs) Playing Cyberpunk would be. It's a great game. So, some might say um, it's a top five game. Those people would be insane. From that, I think <laughs> it's a fun game. I like it. Um, moving on, like the last thing you do with River, and it depends on if you're the male or the female V, or uh, the the V with a penis or the V with a vagina. The V um, with the penis. That's probably the better way to put I it. I think you mean the V with a, the one um, voice or the V with the other voice, since that's v, the, v the only for thing Vendetta. the game actually tracks. That's actually probably the most accurate way to say it um he, afterwards river invites you to his um his uh not his yeah his sister's house and you guys kind of have dinner together him his sister and her two children and you go on this really cool cute little mission where uh they they're you're playing this like fictitious shooting game uh against it's like an ar game uh rivers rivers nephew and you're supposed to lose against him to make him feel better. I, I said, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, me either. I, I crushed ass. those kids. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck them. And then, of course, River was like, why'd you do that? And I'm like, bitch, because I do what I do. And then um, after you eat dinner, River and V go up to this uh, tower. I believe it's a water tower. And they're just drinking beers and talking together. And if this is where, if you are the however you want to label this, uh, the female-voiced V or the female-body-parted V, you can enter a romantic relationship No, you can still do him. it if you're a male. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say... Um, you can do oh, it either way. You, actually, I, I wasn't sure, because I never ended up actually kissing him. Neither, neither I did I, but you can do not. it either way. Okay, well, um, you go up there and you kind of have a conversation with him and you have the choice on whether or not you want to try and engage in something romantic with him. And then after that's all said and done, he reveals that he has quit the police force and he's going to become a private investigator. And um, that's pretty much the end of that mission. Um, I really enjoyed his series of missions a a lot. I thought that... I honestly thought that his was probably the most consistent, believe it or not. Um, As I've reflected on the three, I'm not going to say I enjoyed them the most, but I thought they were the most consistent. Yeah, I, I mean, most of that's how I felt too. I mean, I felt like most of the content. It's a CD Projekt Red game, you know. Most of the content for me is on par with CD Projekt Red's quality work. And uh, are they paying yeah. you? I, 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 I believe that. Like, be. I may, look. I think maybe if you, I love The Witcher Three, and I, I love so Cyberpunk I. for a lot of the same reasons. So. Yeah. Um. Let's move forward. Uh. We will. We will do Pan Am next. Um, Pan Am is the one I chose to romance. I believe Rich did mm-hmm. as well. Um, Morgan did not. 
Josh doesn't care. Hashtag Team Judy. And we... <laughs> but uh, basically, Pan Am is a character. She's a uh, nomad. And you encounter her for that, basically, her her tribe of people is in trouble because uh, another rival tribe is encroaching as well as um, some of... I don't know. Was it the Corpos? Yeah. Y- no, it wasn't you, you salvage a lot of corpo stuff when when you're uh, when you're with them, right? That's what it was. But basically, you have this other tribe of people who are encroaching upon their territory, and Pan Am's group keeps migrating, trying to stay out of out of their way, but also trying to like strike back at them when possible. And they're on the brink when you show up, and basically, you start doing these missions where you're stealing equipment where you're stealing information and you're trying to save this tribe and put them on top and pan am's number one the guy above her is basically like look you cannot be attacking these guys we just need to be avoiding and they just have this constant struggle with each other and pan am just continues to blatantly disregard and you guys kind of just keep going forward trying to put pan am's tribe in a place to where they can actually strike back and win. And by the end of it, you end up stealing a massive robo-tank kind of contraption, and you just start eviscerating the but other But not tribe. before you have sex in it. You go on this... Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's right. You know what, Rich? I'm going to let you say that. God damn it. After you steal the tank, and right before you take it back, you guys start fucking... In this tank, and my god, you guys connect your consciousness to the the tank to where your consciousness kind of blends together in one, and you have this very early 1990s, early 2000s music video, blinking green and blue and fuchsia light sex. Mm. And it looked like I was fucking in an iPhone 65 music video. (laughs) And uh, it was great. Um... I loved it, and then while you guys are fucking, you guys are attacked, and then you have to go save the tribe. And that's and then you save the tribe one last time, and that's pretty much her storyline for Hashtag the most part. Uh, one she last does, time. Depending on what... That's right. Depending on what you do for end-of-the-game choices, she will pop up again um, at the end of the game, and that is not a side mission thing. That is a epilogue. But that is pretty much the core part of her mission there. Um, did you guys do it, and how did you guys feel about it? Um, I did all of Pan Am stuff, and uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff was a little less memorable. I mean, it's just a lot of raiding missions and stuff. It's really, like, the stuff with the tank that uh, ends up sticking out, and the, like, sort of quiet moments in between uh, where you just have those, those bits where you, the two of you are just kind of off to the side talking. Um, but the overall mission design is just, you know, camp rating and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing too flashy, but memorable enough. Right. Morgan, did you end up doing all the Pan Am stuff? I didn't. I might, you know, depending on how many times I play the game in the future, I might end up uh, Pan Amming at some point. I, I, you know, I liked her as a character. I mean, obviously. Pan Amming, more like Pan Slamming. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, I I did. I liked her as a character. You know, obviously, yeah, she's I, a very pretty lady. She uh, 
She is very relatable. Um, she lady. She's ones and zeros, idiot. She <laughs> uh, don't ruin my dreams. Um, yeah, no. So I just, yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with that stuff. But everything I did with her on the main story that you're sort of forced to do was just with her hand because stuff. she's part of. Yeah, she's with the rogue. She have to do her stuff to do the rogue story. There's even that quiet moment where you're like sitting in that small house after that mission, and she sort of rejects you if you're the female V. But it's like, it's like this house. You have to turn on the power. And there's like these small moments in that game. Oh, it's in the middle of the desert storm. Yeah, yeah, in the storm. Yeah, there's like these small moments in some of those missions where it's like the house is dark and everyone's in there, and you just have to go turn on the power. And it sounds dumb, but it's like. Just sort of this, like, feeling of, like, okay, let's kind of make this place feel like home a little bit. And you kind of cozy up on the couch. It just reminded me of, like, some weird night when I was younger where I would got high in a dirty trailer, but I had a beautiful conversation with a beautiful woman and uh, didn't have sex with her. Sounds like both those things were figments of the getting high in a dirty trailer. <laughs> no, they it really happened. But, like, the point is it was, like, you were having yeah. You don't know her, Josh. She went to a different school. Hmm. <laughs> no, she was an I angel see what you're saying, from Morgan. the trailer across I, the street. I, I... <laughs> I see what you're saying, Morgan, and I actually agree with you. I didn't like a lot of Pan Am's missions. It was a lot of go here, kill these people. Well, I mean, that stuff's fine. I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I should say I liked it less. That's the more accurate way to say yeah. it. I liked it less than some of the other stuff. Hers were very guns um, blazy. You go this area, kill, you, you steal the technology, and you go to the next area. And then you go back to the camp, and then uh, she yells at the guy, and the guy yells at her, and they're fighting, and blah, 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 blah. But the stuff that was more interesting is exactly what you're talking about. There's a part where you raid um, one of the enemy encampments, and they're holed up in this huge building. And you gotta have to you have to infiltrate it sneakily uh, if you want to do it that way and rescue somebody which is you're rescuing the um the main leader of her tribe of people and as you're escaping that's what you're mm-hmm. talking about you end up getting caught in the dust storm and you have to hole up in the shack and that was a really cool part because you're basically just character building that whole time you're the, your dialogue choices kind of dictate how the conversation goes how it flows and whether or not there will be romance in the future. Um, I actually did that exact sequence multiple times to kind of see how things shake out. And even if you're the yeah. male V Rejected uh, there, during yeah. that sequence, you don't have sex with her. Like she kind of is like, ah, I'm not ready for, to do something like that right now. Let's just go to bed. But I like how she very much feels like her own character. And there's that char- those character building moments within her stuff. Cause that's definitely the strongest stuff in a series of missions that didn't really stick out to me that much until you're fucking in a tank. Samesies. So. I mean, yeah, yeah it's... The yeah. gameplay is a lot of fun, but the mission design a lot of times, yeah, it was pretty fairly straightforward. And that was kind of her style. She was Pan Am. You fuck her in a tank. She's guns blazing. She's no-nonsense kind of gal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how... That's essentially how she's written. It's true. Um... Not much more to say about her, and this leads to the final one. I think this is this will be the final thing we talk about tonight. Um, I actually wanted to save her last, A, because Morgan um, went with this person, but also, B, I liked some of her missions the most. They stood out the most, and that was Judy. Uh, Morgan, why don't you take this one away? Why don't you talk about Judy a little bit? Well, I mean, initially, like most people, I was smitten. Dame Judy um, Dench. 
I'm not sure if it was the haircut, uh, the the sassy style, the tattoo, the shark tattoo. It could have been really all of the above. Um, but yes, I was smitten. But no, she's she's a um, when you first meet her, she's you know the kind of hacker sort of character, badass, generic kind of a thing. Um, hot generic or badass hacker chick. But uh, yeah, you she forms a relationship with Evelyn who is someone you were doing mission missions for, and you end up going down this sort of dark spiral where Evelyn... Um, so Evelyn was a a high-end, uh, what do you call joy toy, right? Yeah. And so, joy toys are those uh, plastic controllers that go on the side of your Switch. So, <laughs> I need to get on that marketing. So the general conceit, I guess, is that... Hold on, let me give you, let me give you something for that. Did an... Instead of yeah. that, because she's a joy. No longer be playing with the switch. Um, I <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing if when you put your little controllers in the switch instead of doing the, it goes ah. <laughs> Only in the world of cyberpunk, uh, <laughs> the dark twisted world of cyberpunk. But um, no, and then you get and she's so she's a joy toy who gets really just fucked over and destroyed and raped and mutilated and all this horrible shit um i didn't i'm gonna be honest with you like it i didn't really understand the what the joy toys were at first so i felt kind of bad that i didn't feel bad enough and then i found out later that they're basically humans with augmentations of sorts um where i was thinking they were a lot less human than they were so i felt no they're 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 people yeah they're people um just augmented up for Romantic purposes, I guess you could say. And, uh, and yeah, she got real, just horribly missed, uh, just, you know, raped, beaten, all sorts of stuff. It's part of this big case. But then you sort of deal with the fallout after that where she's, you know, really depressed. And then she commits suicide. And then Judy is sort of grieving and dealing with that. And then is trying to sort of cope with it slash get revenge. And then that's when you're really forming bond with a bond with Judy over this sort of traumatic experience Mm -hmm. um i it's go ahead i think interestingly enough the thing that like i i liked the stuff they did with judy i think the thing that stands out to me the most and because i think it's the most unique mission of any of these character like narrative ones is the final time you you sort of hang out with judy when you go scuba diving to like explore this like sunken town like it's like interesting and atmospheric in a way that like kind of nothing else really is in this game. Well, I agree with you to a point. I, I don't know if I'd say nothing else is, but it's very unique in that. Like there's, I mean, you're swimming, there's an under, it's a city that's basically completely underwater. And as you're floating through it, she's basically going through her childhood. Talking about growing up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then that is, is like a really cool romantic connection to what takes place after that. So for a game that's. You mean kind when of, you guys go times, back in the house and go to bed? Yep. And we just went to sleep. No, no funny business. Um, I don't know why I use the word funny business. Uh, but usually when I'm involved, it is funny business because there's a lot of laughs. Because I dress up like a clown. <laughs> People just laugh and point. Um, yeah, you just like uh, now. Now we're getting somewhere. It's always um, the worst when I'm I'm trying to find a condom no. and I just pull out all these handkerchiefs that are tied together. 
I really feel like on like say what you will about Judy and Pan Am. I really feel like Judy got the cooler set of missions and mission design. I don't disagree. And... I don't disagree at all. So yeah, and it was just really cool. Like it was a very sweet, well handled, you know, sex scene for what it was. Like as for as, as as silly and immature as that game is at times by design, beating people with dildos, they did do I think a pretty good job with those primary characters of treating them really well and like handling those those romantic scenes it was oh, kind of surprising if so. you're gonna justify the sex scenes i think they're all pretty weird and awkward oh did you even judy's did you think judy's was awkward i haven't too? seen hers every single one i've seen okay. is weird and awkward and i think the choice to shoot a lot of those from the first person the perspective is what makes it especially strange oh i'm totally down for that yeah well what do you get <laughs> you gonna like change the camera angle for that scene that'd be kind of weird, i don't know I they're, they're gratuitous i just don't see the appeal in having it in the first place it just ends up feeling weird. I would just like to be the the point of view to be from Judy's vagina. I think that would have solved everything. Flap cam. Um, I hate that. I just, <laughs> Thank you. I will say that no. In all seriousness, I think that they did a, a a good job. I do. I mean, but yes, it can be a little. If you think it's awkward and cheesy, I'm not. I, I like the mod cheap. where they replace um. The sex scene with the prostitute, so you have sex with Adam Smasher. There you go. Do you, whenever you're have as a man, I was on a That's male, my favorite. Oh, I'm sorry, a character with a penis. As did you see like a hard penis going in and out and stuff like that? Was there a lot of de- you don't you don't get to have sex with Judy? Or are you talking about the Pan Am? I'm talking about in general as as the character with the penis. How no, detailed no, no, is no, no, the no. sex? No, you never. Like, if they were to show any kind of vaginal or oral penetration, they would have to put an NC-17 on the game a- immediately. A.O., baby. Adults um, only. Yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, they sorry, had the thing like, that's true. Adults only. I guess just having the penis in the game, like, is not what makes it A.O. It's the penetration. The penetration right, exactly. really gets So, no, they don't mad. have any penetration. It's like, essentially think softcore porn yeah. is all it is. I, I linked you guys the best I, sex I, scene I, in the game in the Skype chat. No, I can't. Mm. Well, before I watch that, the one thing I do want to say about Judy, I want to pivot a little bit from this sex talk. The thing that I think makes Judy's the best out of the three is the fact that when you are done with her quest line, she still sends you mission, uh, missions, messages. Oh, yeah. Um, you on your phone and stuff. Basically. And she talks about Seattle often. Yeah, yeah she, and just she talks checks about in traveling. With you and... and I felt like she was the, she's one of the only characters in the game that feels fleshed out. She is her and Johnny are the only two to me that feel completely fleshed out in that game. Everybody else, they have varying degrees of being fleshed out, but they're not all the way there. Judy was fleshed out. She is she you get the right amount of information to who she was. You get her backstory of who she was as a child in a really interesting mission. You get build up to why the fuck do you care that this character enters your life? And then when she leaves your life, you still get some kind of interaction with her. Whereas like when I did Pan Am stuff, I'd go visit Pan Am in the, in the um, nomad camp. And she would say the same three things, a dialogue and that's it. Or you'd call her and yeah. she'd say the same thing over again. There's no Scorpion's new dialogue dead. with her. Same with river. <laughs> same with river. But with Judy, like there was consistently in the game, <clears throat> a point to where she would, message you about new things and you would have small conversations with her and that really made me feel connected it to felt Judy like there was a real in friendship the game, and there. it made me wish that i had played as quote-unquote the female v so i could have experienced that instead 
in some ways. As much as Pan Am is is life, but Judy had the better storyline by far. Yeah, and that's the truth. And Always go female V. The that's developers really fleshed out, and the writers really fleshed out her character, yeah. and they gave her a sense yeah. of purpose even after she was no longer directly on the screen. So yeah, I wish that the the but, amount of care and time that they put into Judy, that they put into River, that they put into Pan Am, that they put into some other characters too, even like Lizzie Wizzy, even though I didn't like I her, mean, if they put that time and attention into her, might, I would have once respected they her game, a lot more. No, it's, I it's, told you they only had Grimes for the one day. Uh-huh. Do you? Um, yeah, I I hope they do. I hope that they put more Pan work Am into the game. Where she, where she comes back. Is, is, there, is there an ending where Pan Am is like prominent? Yes, okay. yes. So that's the ending that I ended up picking. Uh, is basically, um, I decided to raid Arasaka Tower with Rogue, not Pan Am, because um, I didn't want Pan Am to die. And Rogue, uh, sorry, big. If 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 this isn't evidently clear, big spoilers at this point. Um, this is a spoiler cast. You Rogue ends up dying. She gets killed by Smasher. Um, I ended up killing Smasher when I was given the choice. I escape, and then um, you have that sequence where Alt's like, do you want Johnny to take over your remaining days or whatever, and that whole thing, and I decided to stay in my own body. I was like, I'll just, you know, last as long as I can last. I didn't want to give Johnny control. And so in the epilogue, you your eyes open, and you're in the shower, and you're staring at Pan Am's nice hiney, and she's kind of mad at you. Hmm. And she's mad at you because um, she knows you have a little bit longer left to live, and you're going to do yeah. this. You're basically going to the space station to uh, take down Arasaka, which is like a mission. It's basically like you're not coming back from this mission, and you're you're trying to convince her that you, it's okay. You're going to come back from this mission, but you know you're not going to come back, and she kind of knows, but she decides to trust you anyways. And she decides to drop it. And so that that's kind of like her role in there. It's like she loves you and she's concerned about you and she's living with you in Night City now. Um, and that's about the extent of what, what else she does in the game. And I guess in, in that sense, even though Judy is sending you all the consistent messages, I thought it was cool that they brought Pan Am back. If you choose to romance her, and she doesn't die during that final uh, mission that they bring her back to some capacity to kind of call back the fact that you did romance this character. That was nice, but still it just wasn't enough to stand out as compared to Judy consistently sending you messages. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, there's some people yeah. out there that might like their, the well, blade. Yeah. Anyway, they, like yeah. it's a, uh, they did a good job. Yeah. <clears throat> They they did a good job with those three characters. They did a really good job. Some of the side missions are really fun and interesting. Um, some of them are a little bit weird, and some of them just fell flat, to be honest. But um, I know you guys are really tired. Um, I've done most of the talking during this episode, <laughs> unfortunately. I know you guys are really tired. Um, yeah, I... The one thing I will say as kind of like a closing mark or closing remark for me, if you guys want to say any final thoughts as well, is <clears throat> despite everything that's gone on with the release of this game and the shit that CD Projekt Red has gotten, the well-deserved uh, criticism that they've gotten for the release of this game and everything that's surrounded it and all the bugs 
that are in it. I still found myself enjoying this game, and I still found the moments that they hit the mark, like with Judy, really did hit the mark. And I wish that this game was like that completely. And I'm hoping that, like Josh kind of said, that if given time and the resources and the attention, that they end up fixing what they should have been there in the first place. And um, hopefully they, excuse me, hopefully they, um, they're able to build up their credibility and fix what they did. Cause a lot of shit that they did was pretty, pretty bad, you know, de- uh, deceiving people in the, in the, in the game, not just the gaming community, but like deceiving journalists and things like that. And I hope that they make amends on that and they're able to put out a better product with more updates over time. And I hope that they, they're able to make enough amends to where enough gamers will come back and give it a second chance. I, I, I really want the, 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 the gamer in me, the one who enjoyed the game hopes that they're able to rectify the situation. Uh, me just being as a person looking at how shady some of their practices were, I kind of also am like, I don't fucking care if they do or don't recover from this because some of the shitty stuff that they did. So uh, I'm very conflicted about this game, but part of me still wants them to fix it and make it what I think could be an amazing game. We'll we'll be sure to check it out when it leaves early access. Uh yes, the early access is a fun joke. I too myself have made it many times. I enjoy making fun of them because uh, they did do some shady. Because I'm a bad person. No, (laughs) they did some shady shit as as a company, and I also think it's kind of insane that with all the delays that they could not. It wasn't even so much finishing the game, just the 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 basic like crashing on console and everything. They just they they fucked up. They fucked up big time, and that sucks because I think the game is actually. Excellent. That's why I made my top five games of the year, and I think that the controversy is going to, people are not going to give it a chance, or it's going to mar their opinion, and uh, I think it's unfortunate, because I feel like when the game first came out, it was, people were enjoying it, it was very positive reception, but as soon as the console versions, a lot of the the bugs came out, all of a sudden it was like controversial, and the Metacritic started dropping, and it's just like, yeah, I know, there it is. I just like, mm, I thought you, know, you were going to make it through a whole podcast uh, without mentioning Metacritic. Uh, we- a week ago, everyone seemed to be loving the shit out of this game, and now suddenly, suddenly, you know, it's everyone's turned on it. But again, they they made their own bed, and they're going to have to lie in it. Um, I personally still think that it's very flawed, but the things it does great, it does really incredible. Like the city itself, Night City is an achievement. The world building is fantastic, and most of the characters and the quests uh, are, I thought were a CD Projekt Red quality. Most of them. Not saying it's on par with The Witcher 3. Because it is not. I'm saying it's better than The Witcher 3. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I haven't played The Witcher 3 in a long time, and I don't trust my five-year-old memory. So I'm not going to compare the two. I'm just going to say that I really enjoyed it. Haters Are you saying in. your brain is five years old, or just the the memory well, of the Well, his doctor said his old. brain has uh, a lot of the capacity that a five-year-old might have. Yeah, if you were really yes, shunted, like if it's that five year old had been drinking pots of black coffee and smoking cigarettes every day, mm. as as excellent as I think most of the game is, I that the problem is that they gave the haters. You know, in our world, if you give people a chance to hate on something after all this hype, you, they it's they they have no one else to blame but themselves. They 
they did this. I, I'm and, not going to uh, get behind well, this consistent I, blame the consumer I, thing. I'm not. I'm not. I, well, I'll just say this one quick thing and I'll shut up. I'm not blaming the consumer. I'm just saying that generally speaking, when there's all this hype, people are like ravenous dogs, man. They just want like the only th- I put. I tweeted about this. The only thing people love more than hyping something up is burning it to the ground. It's something dark about human nature that I believe to be true. Um, I th- I think there's some truth in that statement, and I will leave it there because uh, I think that's a conversation for another day, yes. and I think that's something that we could talk about as a whole another day and this con- this particular game would be a good opener for this kind of conversation but um i'm gonna all i'm gonna say is i don't think you're necessarily right i don't i'm also gonna say i think that there's some truth to what you said dub dub thanks for the regards, and we'll leave it there when we open up that conversation can we play burn it down by lincoln park no that's all i want um no but we will play demolisher <laughs> by um fucking how did i forget their name Never mind. I just ruined my own bit because I couldn't even remember. My brain is... Let's go to bed, boys. Like, I'm in the middle of the day and my brain's not working, mm. so I can only imagine how you guys feel right New now. New metal will do that to um, you. Unfortunately. Yeah. Demolisher by Slaughter to Prevail. That's what I was going for. But um, if you guys want to listen to a nice, easygoing jazz song, listen to Demolisher by Slaughter to Prevail. But anyways, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. Um, I want to thank you to... Uh, Mantis Penis, Rich Meister, uh, Window Model, Morgan Barnes, and Gun Enthusiast, Joshua Fowler. Thank you guys for being here and talking about this game with me. Um, And I was your host, Shay Layton. We will be back next episode. We will be doing a little-known game called Final Fantasy VIII. So if you are excited for that, be on the lookout. It will be out on the feed after this episode has dropped. Thank you so much to everyone who um, supports us here at Sorechomp and supports this podcast and take care. <laughs>